Hello, my friends. After a long hiatus, I will concentrate on gaming news again. With me is my friend JLo, who recently accompanied me to the Gamer Awards. Say hi, JLo. Hi. So you really like gaming, do you? Yeah, I do. That's so great. May I add that you really look great as well. <laughs> so here we go. German gaming is facing its first big crisis. After a long period of using names of real-world places, cities, countries and regions, think of Puerto Rico, Goa, Santiago, etc., the world is slowly turning out to be not enough when it comes to gaming names. So Alia Ravensburger has started a competitive search for real-world places that have not yet been made into a game. You can go to the Alia website to propose names that will then be made into a great game by a great German designer. It is important that the place to be used has a history of slavery or violation of human rights that will then be completely ignored in the game, except the inclusion of some brown meeples that will then incite endless discussions on BoardGameGeek. Arthouse Games, the designers of the successful and incredibly tasteful card game Pimp the Backhanding, see a new trend in board gaming. Live-action role-playing has revived the role-playing scene, says Arthouse Games, so live-action board gaming will do the same for the ailing board game scene. Arthouse Games are offering a live-action board gaming version of Pimp the Backhanding. This will be a fully organized trip to Amsterdam. Players will be booked into a seedy hotel in the absolute center of Amsterdam's favorite red-light district. There they will be able to engage in real-life versions of the activities offered in the game, Pimp the Backhanding, which includes drug dealing and the organization of a ring of prostitutes while defending yourself against the violent attacks of other pimps. This will be a board gaming experience unlike anything you've ever experienced, says one Tony Soprano, the CEO of Arthur's Games. We are making you an offer that you simply won't be able to refuse. And the trend is growing. Already now some wargaming companies offer real-time versions of their wargames on the Iraqi war. It's very simple, says Mark Simonich from GMT Games. You just register through us and get booked on the trip of your lifetime. Everything, from boarding, food and entertainment, will be taken care of by one of the most professional organizations in the world, the U.S. military. Players are even contending for prize money, which is roughly the same as the monthly salary of a Navy grant, and the best of them will be able to rise in rank and fame if they survive the random terrorist attacks, that is. After the success of the new edition of Die Macher, Valley Games is already considering a successor game, which is tentatively named Die Machera. The game will focus on the voting system in the former Republic of East Germany, and is especially designed to get new gamers into the Die Macher fanbase. You see, says Torben Sherwood from Valley Games, voting in the former DDR was relatively simple. You either voted for the Communist Party or you voted for a puppet party that belonged to the Communist Party. So the player playing the Communist Party will automatically win the game, regardless of what happens. By taking the stress of competing away from the other players, they are free to concentrate on what's most fun about the game, the beautiful mechanics. Another expansion with the title Die Makarest is already in the talks, this time concentrating on the obscure voting system of Liechtenstein, the smallest country in the world. Steve Jackson Games has announced a new collectible card game. How is it going to compete in an already crowded market? We asked Steve Jackson himself. We're basing our game on the most popular card game of all time, poker. This will ensure a fan base as big as the American population. Everybody loves poker here. We will continue our policy of downsizing the components of every of our games so that they fit in every gamer's collection, which of course comes at a higher price for production. To eliminate the hassle 
of collecting thousands of cards in huge binders, each of our expansion sets of poker, The Gathering, will concentrate on only one single number card with the ultimate goal of collecting the killer deck that contains all possible cards. The basic set will be one number two card, which comes in four distinctly different versions, each with a totally unique graphic design. We call them sizzling spades, dazzling diamonds, cool clubs and hearty hearts. Collect them all! You can only use one version of each card in your deck. Each single card expansion will cost only $12.99, plus taxes and postage, of course. We will continue with the expansion sets 3 and 4 until reaching the expert sets Queen, King and Ace in late 2009. Each new set will greatly enhance the chances of winning without introducing any rules problems. Poker is already so elegant that it doesn't need any fancy special ability cards, so we simply resisted the urge to do so. Finally, there are some news from the League of Untouchable American Gamers that opposes the contamination of the market by the horrible plague of Eurogames. After endlessly discussing what a true American game should be like, there has been lots of internal strife, which in the end resulted in a splinter group, the solitary clan of purebred American gamers that only accepts games that have been designed by American designers without any European blood, that are completely produced in the US without use of Chinese or German sweatshops, and which feature neither meeples, modular boards, nor auctioning mechanics. After finding, to the horror, that the biggest American trash game of all time, Risk, has actually been designed by a French film director, and that Monopoly is based on New York, which, as everybody knows, doesn't actually belong to the United States, they have turned to the one single game that really fits all the exclusive criteria. The game is called Ojibjimek Alongora, which roughly translates to Throw stone in the air and try to grab as many stones as possible from the ground before catching falling stone by Native American designer legend He Who Talks with the Rooster Before Dawn. There are already talks to make this the only American game that is allowed to be played on American soil, while Eurogames of any sort will be confiscated at the border. Former board game geek personality Michael Barnes raves about the new game, saying, Finally, I'll be able to open my own game store again. Concentrating on one really worthwhile game will give me so much more time to play, and I won't have to throw out customers again who inquire for these pesky Euro games. Instead, I'll throw stones in the air. How much more theme do you want, huh? With this interesting bit of news, I leave you, dear fellow gamers, with the best wishes for a wonderful and sunny, kimchi-filled April. May the dice roll where they may. Bye-bye.